following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I am your co-host for Fantasy Beasts and where to find them, Kyle Ranny. Joined as always by my cousin, my co-host, my friend, uh, the guy who helps keep me in check over here, Mr. Gary Halt. Gary, how the hell are you today? Great. It's uh it's an awesome Friday. We got a lot going on still. And uh, we are two weeks, two weeks from out. the NFL draft. Baby. Every 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 Friday we're counting down, or probably every episode, we're counting down. Um our nice polos came in, so we're going to look all nice and dolled up for you for our uh, live episodes. I have a makeup crew. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Uh, but guys, we're getting into it again. We've got guests as uh, we have the last two episodes. Our friends from up north going to uh, start off this episode and complete on a bonus episode for next Monday. Um, but you will hear from them in just a little bit. A uh, little bit of quick news here for you guys. Justin Fields throws his second pro day the other day. As the Trey Lance, uh, both quarterbacks throwing of the 49ers playbook, trying to make that last second push uh, to be the guy at three instead of potentially Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I saw Fields uh, throw a second throw. He looked pretty good. I still have yet to look at Trey Lance, but Fields definitely looked pretty good and um, definitely could make a case for being a number three pick. You uh, you had actually sent me a, a video of, of somebody else breaking down um, Trey Lance the other day and seeing the same things that we kind of view on that. Uh, so that ought to be interesting. It seems like very 50-50, very polarizing prospect mm-hmm. here. Uh, touching base on something that we, I believe we brought up on Monday. Julian Edelman officially retires. Rob Gronkowski states he has a 69% chance of coming back. Nice. It's Rob Gronkowski. Take it for what it's worth. Um, the Cleveland Browns. I don't remember if we did call this one or not, but the Cleveland Browns have signed edge rusher Jadavion Clowney. I think we just mentioned that he was... Potentially signing? Well, no, uh, we might have. I, I can't remember if we called him to Cleveland on our uh, Wave we'll 2 prediction to it, episodes. That was a month ago. However, Cleveland, fun little stat here, now has the first overall pick from the 2014, 2017, and 2018 draft classes. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, the Seattle Seahawks have signed edge rusher Alden Smith, had five sacks last year, troubled past, but no denying his talent. Yeah, definitely good for the Seahawks. Um, probably a better player than the what they would be getting in the draft because they don't have that many picks, I don't think. Three total picks. Um, and there's not too much edge talent later in the draft. so A lot of dartboard flyers. Yeah, definitely a good pickup for them. Um, we'll see what they can do. Um, the Atlanta Falcons signing what will be known as running back Cordero Patterson. In the team announcement, they had announced that Patterson will play running back and special teams instead of receiver, which he has his entire career. Uh, also noting that they have caught running back Ito Smith. So Atlanta making some moves behind Mike Davis on the depth chart now. The Houston Texans signed guard Lane Taylor, former starter for the Packers before he tore his knee up. 
multiple teams are inquiring with the Denver Broncos on former fourth-round pick Deshaun Hamilton entering the last year of his rookie deal. A uh, guy who's kind of buried in a very strong receiver depth, or, uh, depth chart there. So that's a player to keep keep an eye on to see where he falls. He might be a late-round gem in fantasy's drafts this year. And the Raiders have moved on from defensive players Edge Arden Key and defensive tackle Maurice Hurst. Uh, Gary, what do you say we get on over, though, to part two of this episode? Yeah. Let's uh, bring in Damian and Ferris, and let's have a good episode here. Here we go, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to the next part of this Friday's episode. I'm joined by two of our very good friends uh, from up over the border. We have Ferris and we have Damien, uh, two guys we actually met tailgating, formed a good bond with. They're all football fans. We're all fans of different teams and couldn't enjoy talking to them more. Guys, say uh, say hello. What's going Damn, on, guys? everyone? Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, it, it's pretty fun here. Gary and I are both Bills fans, as anybody who listens to the show knows. Uh, Damien and Ferris are both division rivals of us. They are both Dolphins fans here. So this could get a little heated then, eh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so at all. Gary and I are actually pretty pro-Miami. Yeah, um, there's a team that I would like. Um, if I wasn't a Bills fan, it might be Miami. I G- told him Gary that. wants a Dolphins jersey now. I like <laughs> dude. I love it. <laughs> so, guys, uh, as we do every – Every couple weeks here before the draft, we, we like to bring in guys, get different perspectives, and talk about some players. Uh, you guys kind of knew going in that we had some idea upon that. So let's bounce it back between you guys here a little. We're going to talk about uh, prospects you guys like going in. Um, Ferris, do you want to start first? Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, we know the Dolphins have made a bunch of trades in the last couple of weeks, moving down, moving back up. So uh, I've been all over the map. When, when draft coverage first started, I was really high on um, – on uh, Devonte uh, Smith, uh, just because I wanted that Bama connection, I wanted to hit to pair him and Tua up again. But uh, the more I'm reading, the more I like Jamar Chase. Man, I, I really want Jamar Chase at six. Um, I do really like him. I like. I really like, obviously, Kyle Pitts too. Uh, I know Damien is a little uh, salty about that one because he's a big Mike Kosicki fan. So, uh, <laughs> I am, I so am. I, I will say this. I've said for the longest time on the show that I don't see hits to Miami just because of the finances of it. Mm-hmm. Gusecki is a great player. There's no doubt in that. If they do that though, that makes me think they move on from Gusecki at the end of the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be yeah. a scary yeah. one to punch. That might be the best in league history at tight end. But uh, I, I could see where, where Damien's got a little concern <laughs> there on that. Uh, I just my, – my issue my issue is um, Mike Gusecki finished, if I'm not mistaken, top five, maybe top six in, in tight ends last year. He, he brought it. He brought it. I was very impressed. Um, even with, you know, the inconsistency at quarterback we had throughout the year, you know, as much as it doesn't work the left-hand – quarterback compared to the right-handed quarterback the ball comes off different so and I was really impressed on how he didn't he didn't skip a beat even that uh he missed a few games so I really I really do like Gusecki um I'm really high on Pitts too I think Pitts has got the prospect to be you know a generational talent I just don't know if I see him excelling in what kind of offense that we're we need right now you know I just feel like we need we need is 
explosive, you know, go-to guys. We have Devontae Parker, who played well this season. But after Devontae Parker, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, like, when they were both out, like, I just – Jakeem Grant, yeah, he's good. He's small. He's fast. That's, and that was my biggest issue I have with Devontae Smith is I just feel like we go through these kind of players all the time, you know, the quick, the agile, and they just never pan out in Miami. I just – I agree with Ferris that we need Jamar Chase, a true number one, even a number two off of Devontae Parker is probably our best bet. Um. Yeah, so that's where I sit on Kyle Pitts. I know a lot, and, I, and I'm high on him. I think he was going to do great. I just don't know if I see him, you know, sitting in Miami well. Absolutely. I know a guy, Gary, and I have both liked in, in recent mocks to Miami actually is in the same wheelhouse, just a different receiver there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Jalen Waddell's potential to Miami. Um, he would be the guy I think I'd look at more with, with the connection with Tua. It's a guy – who saw a lot of passes from him, but I think he's built a little bit for the fact that he's shorter than Smith. He's built bulkier and he's, he's still going to make all the plays, but he's not that wire thin frame that, that almost concerns me with Smith going to the next level. But um, I like that. What do you guys think around pick 18 though, with Miami? Uh, I think me and Damien are both on the same page here with Najee Harris. We want him bad, but uh I mean, we have a decent core of running backs, but it's like nobody that gets super excited. We want like a yeah. big time back. And we, we've been talking about Harris for the last few months. Uh, we would love to get him. Um, but knowing the Dolphins, I feel like they're not going to get him. And they're going to, I feel like we switch sides and go on the defensive end at 18. But if we got Harris, man, oh, sign me up. We're both, we're both down for that one. I love yeah. that you said that because that's how I've been mocking it. Gary's, Gary's been flirting between Najee Harris and defense. I have solely been edge to Miami. Every yeah. mock I've gone at 18. And it's yeah, not even not even necessarily dislike of the running backs. It's the fact that I think they know they can get one early in the second. And yeah. it's still going to work out okay for them. Because they hold Houston's pick in the second too. So, like, they've yeah. got the assets. If they really needed to, they could trade up still to go and, and get Harris, I think, at 30. But yeah, I mean, nobody really talks about it, too, but they could go grab one of the top corners because you got to be able to cover Stephon Diggs. you got to be able to cover some of those guys in the division. I mean, they got Xavier Howard. I know, um, but you can never have enough. Correct. <laughs> You're right. You, you are right. However, like, our secondary is paid well. It's paid very well back <laughs> there. And I just feel like, you know, to have another big – it's not as that I don't want the edge rusher – like um, his name escapes me now from pay? Michigan. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah, so it's not that like he wouldn't be great in our system. He would be. I think that where me and Ferris, if I'm not mistaken, lie is we've seen this before. You know, we've seen the Dion Jordan get drafted at three. Charles Harris. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've seen these <laughs> players come in and we've seen them wither away. And our defense last year wasn't terrible we had a solid we had a solid core our secondary definitely carried most of the load for sure but you know charles harris was pretty good um we 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 did okay and i just feel like our inconsistency our running back you know when we drafted uh, not drafted sorry traded um oh i can't remember his name now 
either way, I just feel like our, our circle of running backs that we've gone through over the last like two years have been a revolving door. Yeah. Of, I mean, you know, Jordan, Jordan Howard, Matt Breda. That's it. Now you Matt guys Brayden have Miles Gaskin yeah. in there. Um, Malcolm Brown, we signed. Mel- Malcolm yeah. Brian's Brown signed Selvin Ahmad's there. Yeah, um, it's just nothing. Nobody that excites you, you know, like just like average at running backs. Like Gaskin was cool. He was explosive, but nobody that excites you, right? Yeah, I, I kind of drink yeah. was there. I mean, you guys always had those running backs that are like fringe, like they're good. Yeah. But they're not, not good great. enough here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. No, you're absolutely right. Like, like I said, we'd love to take Harris, but uh, I think we're going to go defense. Um, I would love Quiddy Pay. I was going to say mean, that that's the name that Damian dropped. That's the guy I've honestly been mocking there. Um, yeah. I've always, I always have him going as the first edge off the board to you guys in that situation. Yeah. I personally think he's the best edge in the class. We, Gary and I, Gary and I watched a lot of tape this, this year and like wherever he falls in love with like Micah Parsons and Patrick Sertan, we, we really didn't like either of those two guys, but like mm-hmm. the tape on Quiddy pay really jumped out. Like he, he uses his hands. Well, he gets low. He drives like he's a guy who I think is going to be a very successful pass rusher at the next level. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if we got a guy like that. That'd be awesome. And and, 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 and you know, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're okay. good. Go. Uh, I was just going off of what Gary said that there's a lot of you know, uh, running backs that we can probably get early in the second round. You know, there is Travis Enzi that still would be on the board in the second round, which I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate that thing. I just get, I just kind of get, you know, like a little taste of like Derrick Henry vibes from Najee Harris, which, yes, which excites yeah. me. Right. Yep. And it could go either way. You know, it could end up like the Eddie Lacey gain a bunch of weight and then no, fizzle I, out. We, we actually, yeah. that, that it's funny. Like we are such on the same page, all four of us, because watching his tape, it is, it's that six foot two frame at running back. He runs through people, but he's a significantly better pass catcher mm-hmm. than Derrick Henry mm-hmm. was. Yes. He's, he's willing to get out there and block, which was something you don't say. We, we saw play calls of him lined up at fullback and bullying yeah. people and run blocks. He's exciting. Yes. He's, he's definitely exciting. And what scares me is I've also read and seen a couple mock drafts where the Steelers, because uh, the Steelers just let go of uh, James Conn is now gone, right? So they're they're looking. They're hey, man, looking they got there, Caleb right? Balazs. So, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Stop. Press the news. I, I was I was um, picking on your dad about that side. I was like, "Hey, man, you don't need a yeah. running back anymore. You got Kalen Balash. You're all good. <laughs> Let's go. Max contract. They. Uh, I mean, the, the Pittsburgh's an, an anomaly here because I think they have a good running back in that in the system. They took um, Anthony McFarland Jr. last year in the third, who I'm personally still high on, and he never really got the time of day to go there. Um, but that team was just a mess last year in the back half of the season, and yeah. Yeah, fair. They're going to be just a, too much drama. Yeah. D- d- I mean, you already hurt yourself by resigning Juju, who's just going to do TikTok dances. And, <laughs> um, but no, guys, I mean, you guys as a whole, Miami had a, a great offseason again. They continue to look competent. It's, it's been a guy that Gary and I have been talking about for years. Brian Flores is a phenomenal coach. Yeah. Your GM is making moves that we would never see from old Miami Dolphins. Like you guys yeah. are going out there and solidifying like, no, no, we're done screwing around. We're going to come and be a team that competes now. Yeah. Oh, they're no. like the big high flashy picks just for the sake of it. Right. They're actually filling positions that we need now. Like a lot of the, a lot of the guys we signed in this offseason, they fill actual needs. We didn't go out and just drop money on whoever, like we would have done previous years. Right. And, and I guess the thing is for how bad it ended up looking with, with some of the contracts they let go of 
from last year's yeah. your GM structured them so well, it didn't really hurt your cap. I mm-hmm. mean, Van, Van Noy is kind of a question mark. Cause I don't know if I would have said that he, he's gone because of like, yeah, play. that's where I sat. I sat, I sat on a question mark there too. Literally when he got released, I immediately called Ferris and I'm like, very confused. He, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, he led our team in tackles. Yeah. Um, he might have even led the team in sacks as well. I understand, like, and he was our oldest defensive player. He was, well, it, but he it, was, I think it he was wasn't like Shaq Lawson. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, so that was a question mark. That was a super big question mark on Kyle yeah. Van Noy. I feel like he really, he really, you know, navigated the defense well for us, which is a little confusing, but. You know, maybe they got something up their sleeve. I don't know. It, we have been making a lot of moves. It's been interesting to watch. Um, I'm nothing short of excited to see what this draft has and for this season because, you know, a, a couple games here and there, and I think we go from 10 and 6 to 12 and 4. Like, there was that Denver game that we definitely yeah. shouldn't have lost. Yes. Um, there was a couple games where, like, we were right on the cusp of we should have won, should have not have won. You know, Tua might have had the – inconsistencies that we saw that could have like put us at 12 and four. So mm-hmm. I- I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we got. It's one of those cool things too, where I've talked to you guys about it. I know you guys are still very iffy on the Tua thing, um, but it, it's mm-hmm. the same thing us as Bill's fans face because year one to year two of Josh Allen. I think everybody was like, Oh, uh, how does, how does he come back? And I guess like for Miami fans, you got to think of it as, you still have a kid coming off of a severe hip injury. He didn't get an entire he, – he didn't even get close to an offseason of NFL action as a rookie. Yep. And you asked him to come in and just go, hey, play with the big boys, figure it out. Oh, by the way, your number of receivers will be hurt most of the year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think ultimately it comes down to what Tua is going to do this year, right? Like we, we've built a pretty decent team around him. Yeah, we could use a few more offensive parts, but – I think Tua needs to take that next step. And we're not saying he has to go out there and throw like, you know, 35, 40 touchdown passes, but you I think want him, little, you want him over a two to one ratio. You want yeah. around 25 touchdowns exactly. thrown. You want to see the progress getting made. Yeah. You're not asking. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you, exactly. Absolutely. And now there's no uh, Fitzpatrick to uh, back yes, him up. Over that, his right? head. He has and no think, choice now, Tua. And you know what? I honestly think at one point, Fitzpatrick could have crippled him a little bit, you know, because yeah, yeah, he had an awesome safety net that whenever things got tough, you were bringing this guy in. But it also, I feel like letting him, you know, every mistake I make, I'm gonna, you know, yanked. Fitz is gonna come in, right? Looking over his shoulder at, yeah. at any second, you know, you throw a pick. Well, okay, looks like we might make that switch. So I think it, it was a double-edged sword with Fitz, with Fitz. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited to see, like, I'm not saying he's got to go out there and win the AFC. I'm saying like, if you make strides that you were better than last year, you know, solidify, maybe a playoff spot. I'm not even saying we win a, our first playoff game. I'm saying, but solidify a spot in the playoffs, play well, don't lean on the defense, you know, take that leadership role. Then, you know, we could be on the right track to something, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Gary, you were going to say something before. What were you going to touch on? Yeah, we kind of just covered um, that he doesn't have the safety net. And um, with if he plays the same way that he did towards the back half where he's getting pulled or he just doesn't look like he's the quarterback that he should be, um, with the way Flores kind of treats treated him where he gets pulled and has kind of like a short leash, do you guys think that 
I know it's only year two, but is it a make or break year where they might say, hey, uh, let's kind of move on. He's a longer project than we liked. Maybe we ship him out for like a second round pick somewhere else. I personally would like to give him the time. Like I, even if he struggled this year, I still feel like they should be a little bit more patient with them. However, my brain says they won't be. And I would agree with Gary. Yeah. Maybe they ship him out or move on right away. I feel like if he pulls something and goes like six and 10 or, you know, five and 11 or whatever, then there might be a lot of questions here. They might think, okay, he's not the guy. If he does maybe like an eight and eight, like a nine and seven, but he does pretty decent. Maybe I give him another shot, maybe another year, another off season. I mean, at the end of the day, I really think I don't, I like Tua. don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a superstar quarterback, but I think he can be a good quarterback for a long time to come. However, with that being said, I do think that the Dolphins need to put the proper pieces around him. He needs a little bit of a better offense. He's not the type of quarterback that can win you games with a mediocre offense. He needs a couple guys around him. That's, that's my personal opinion on him. Damien, what do you got to say? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's tough. You know, do I think it's a make or break year? Personally, I do. And it's tough because this draft is so high on quarterbacks, right? Like it is a very, you know, QB heavy draft. So it's kind of like, you know, we're not saying pull the plug so soon, but you know, after seeing the back half of this season and, you know, a lot of people been talking that he doesn't throw very far and I, and I get it that he's new and I get all those aspects. I do, but in the back of your head, you got to be thinking, you know, Zach Wilson, uh, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones. And I'm not saying they're better than him, but when you're showing these inconsistencies, like look at, and I know Justin Herbert is a different situation because he played longer and he didn't really have like that shadow leaning over him. He did but, have better, t- better offensive weapons as well, though. You're right. You're right. But you know, I would almost rather Tua go in there and sling it around a bunch of times and go even like, you know, whatever, like 25 touchdowns and like, you know, 14 interceptions, at least to show me something, you know, I just want what I saw in most of the season after like the first five games was a lot of game manager. I saw a lot of like Alex Smith from him, you know, let's lie. High Which is what he fans. is not. Yeah, and exactly. And that's what I'm, and that's, that's what lingers in the back of my mind. Right. And it, Especially, got it got frustrating because like times when Fitz would come in, you could see that they would open up the playbook for him and, and he would sling it. And then, you know, when Tua was in, they would dial it back. But then you saw those flashes from Tua, like like even the game against the Cardinals when him and Murray were going back and forth, right? Like that was a big game where they just let Tua air it out and let him do his thing, and and he was awesome. But it was just like, yeah, me and Damon, we would always talk about this and be we'd be super frustrated about it because the, the slim chance that that they did open up the playbook, he would be pretty damn good, Tua, right? Yeah. But for most of the time, they would they would baby him, they, they would short they pass, were definitely, then, yeah, yeah, and Fitz would come in and they would open it up and he'd sling it. Another thing that worries me too is we signed Jacoby Brissett. Is this another? Is this going to be another fit situation where you know looking over your shoulder? Because Brissett is a pretty like he's a he's a competent quarterback. Like he he can he can hold yeah. his own, right? So I don't want like you know to uh, after like four or five games and he's struggling to oh there's talks of Brissett coming in because that just shows me that two was not your guy. Then you gotta you gotta put every this this whole season should be the Finns uh, starting Tua no matter what just to see what you have because. If you start him all year and he doesn't pan out, well, then you know. There shouldn't be any going back and forth, back and forth, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, part of me hopes the Brissette's only there in case of emergency. That it is, mm-hmm. hey, if something happens to Tua, at least we have a competent quarterback to try to still limp into the playoffs. And with there being 17 games this year, you've got to almost yeah. think that Miami's got to be a shoo-in. My, like Gary and I have said that a few times. I think if Miami would have had that 17th game last year, Miami would have been the seventh seed and would have been a team that Buffalo probably would have seen week one. Like, or yeah. um, was it Buffalo? Was Buffalo's, yeah, we were second seed, right? Yeah, we yeah, it would have been Buffalo, I believe. Yeah, and like that's one of those things I hate as a Bills fan. I don't want to see Miami week one of the playoffs. Like, um, well, you, got, you guys crushed us in the final week, though. That was a joke. <laughs> I don't even know what happened there, man. I jinxed us. I ended up drunker than I had ever hoped to be. <laughs> End of the first quarter, there was one touchdown. I looked at Gary and I go, well, hey, I go, they're not making me drink for, for touchdowns. And then they open it up with three back to back to back. And I looked at him and I went, yeah, I'm in danger. Yeah. yeah and then like, oh, they played Barkley yeah. and we're good. And then we go, <laughs> they played Barkley yeah. and he throws for a ton of touchdowns. You guys routed us, man. <laughs> that was ugly. <laughs> um, so boys, we, we talked about the good. What uh what is the bad? Who do you guys want to avoid in the draft? Damien, you want to start Ooh. that one? Who do I want to avoid? Um, see the problem, I, to be honest, if we're going to be straight up, I want to avoid, I don't want a defensive edge rusher. I don't. <laughs> like, I know we talked about all, all how good he was and he, and he might be. I just, I've seen it too many times for my personal vendettas to go there. Um, but like, there's no one I personally think that, because I feel like Miami is such a question mark right now. There's so many different ways that we could go. We can go running back. We can go receiver. We can go tight end. We can go edge rusher. You could um, trade down. Well, of course we could, too. What I would like to avoid maybe in the first round is, is a DB. I just feel like our secondary is pretty pretty solid. Um, you know, Byron Jones played well, not in the later half, but like the beginning of it. He did get a little hurt. Xavier Howard was nothing short of fantastic. You guys have I, pick- Pick 30 last year was what? Noah Egbahini or whatever his name is? Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. got a year still under his belt now. Another kid who was a rookie who didn't get a full camp, and he mm-hmm. could end up yep. being a revelation there. So Yeah. I just feel like we don't need secondary. Like, you know, plus we also got the vets too. Like, you know, like Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, they're vets. Like, Xavier Howard, it was my pick for defensive MVP. He just like – like you, I know everyone, Aaron Donald, and he's a defensive tackle. He gets double team. I understand that. But to get what Xavier Howard finished with 12 picks, I think this season, like that was, that was insanity. Like I just, I wanted, I wanted that. Um, so yeah, I'd probably stay away from any DBs in my personal opinion. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what Ferris is thinking, but I just feel like we're solid on our secondary. Yeah. I, so, I mean, 10, 10 picks, just to even see double digit interceptions. I I honestly think the last time I saw it was probably Ty Law in like 06. Like mm-hmm. maybe Jerry's yeah. bird, would he have nine? I don't think he hit double digits his rookie year. I don't know. What did Stefan Gilmore have when he No, oh, I don't know, but I think it was like nine, maybe. We don't talk about Bird Toast Gilmore on the show. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't he win a defensive player of the year too? Oh yeah, two years ago. Gilmore? Stephon yeah, Gilmore two years ago. At nine picks. And Jimmy Hunter had ten. Hmm, that's funny. I don't know. That's just me. That's just my sour grapes. I, I'm not <laughs> arguing it. He he had a good year. Um, Ferris, how about you? What do you what do you not like? I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree with Damian just because the Dolphins have a history of drafting like kind of like these boring defensive guys that don't pan out. 
Uh, Damian knows damn well that I want to load up on offense so bad. I just want to have a loaded offense, whether that be offensive line, receivers, uh, running backs. I think our defense for the most part is pretty set. Um, our linebacking court could use a little bit of work. Yeah, uh, sure. especially after we release Van Noy. Like, I don't really know what our plan is there. I know we're high on Van Ginkle. I don't know if we're going to just promote him or draft, but <laughs> our secondary to me is, is set. Um, could use, yeah, like I'm not opposed to an edge rusher because we could use another guy to rush to QB, but um, I'd rather go all offense first. I don't want a boring defensive pick. <laughs> I, it's I, I giggle because every time I hear uh, Von Ginkle, I think of Dinkleberg from Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good one. No, I I really like it though, guys. Um, I I think you guys are gonna have a fun season ahead of you. I will say that. Um, okay. Gary, you got any other questions you want to ask them? What do you guys think about obviously going with like a receiver at the first with your first pick, like the first of your first. And then maybe seeing if one of those offensive linemen kind of slide where it's like one of those fringe guys where they could play tackle or guard and take them in at eight. Yeah. Vera Tucker or something Vera like Tucker, that. Um, I doubt the other guy falls that far. Rashawn Slater. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with that. We, we could use some lineman help. Like our line, our line is a little bit iffy. Like I'm not, I don't love Eric flowers, Austin Jackson. He's got potential. I don't love him either though. Um, yeah. I'm okay with the lineman. Honestly, uh, if, as long as we get our uh, top receiver number one, the, where the where everything falls after that, I, I'm okay with it, whether that be an, an O lineman or a D lineman, whatever that whatever it be. Damien's face told me he doesn't want the big uglies; he wants a sexy. <laughs> Damien just wants yeah. all flashy players. <laughs> uh, he wants the I don't run. know. Like I, I just feel like our our line's still super young. Um. So like I mean. They didn't play bad last year. Yeah, we have a couple gaps for sure. But I think our plus side of a skill player will be much greater for the team than, you know, an ugly 300-pound lineman. Like, don't get me wrong. We need them. Like, it's it's key, right? We, we've all seen it. Like, I guess the other question I've got on that is, did you guys lose any starting linemen in the offseason? Not that I know of. I think we're bringing I don't, everybody I don't back. think so either. So, like, that's another one of those things, I guess, at least that's nice, is consistency is key in the NFL – and if yeah. all five of those guys are returning to play next to each other, that that's just going to exactly. make them better this year already. Exactly. Yeah. And now half of them um, are rookies. You have a year under your belt. You're good. We already flipped that Laramie Tunsil deal for literally five first rounders in the next three years. So, like, yes. I just I, I would would I understand if we did it? Yes, but I just feel like we get a lot more upside from a skill player like a running back, a consistent running back that can give you, you know, 25 to 30 carries a game um, compared to like, you know, a lineman that is on the fringe of, you know, cause then, cause then you get into the issue. Does he play tackle? Does he play guard? He gains a little bit of weight to play another position. Like I, I, I feel like we've seen this before. I mean, especially yeah. like, you know, when they're too much of a hybrid, it's exactly what happened on the flip side with Deion Jordan. We didn't know if we were going to play him at rush end or stand up linebacker, or he had stint an outside linebacker. We ended up because he was too much of a hybrid. We ended up releasing him just because we didn't know what to do with him. And, and that's, <laughs> I mean, there's even a guy in this year's draft who's very similar to that. And I, I've had him fall to Buffalo multiple times because he doesn't have a true fit. It's um, Jeremiah owusu Koromoa, the, the, linebacker out of yep. out of Notre Dame. I mean, everything we saw from the kid on tape is great. He can play edge. He He's all around the ball. But they're saying with his size and everything at the next level, he's going to be Derwin James. But basically, you're just telling me he's going to be an oversized safety to cover tight ends, which if I'm Buffalo, I love that. It helps me because we got smoked 
We're going to have to mm-hmm. face Gasecki twice a year. We're going to have to face <laughs> New England's tight ends twice a year. We're going to mm-hmm. get, I, I mean, Travis Kelsey. And they just signed once. John o. Smith, right? Yeah. Patriots John, just John John Smith, Smith and so. Hunter Henry. Yeah. yeah. But that's so, big I mean, time. Um, I mean, I guess the good news, like Ferris said, though, about linebacker, um, most of the guys in this year's draft class are around that 30 to 40 pick. So you guys will still have like the talented linebacker selections in that second round pick where that, mm-hmm. I, that might be the play for them, like a Nick Bolton or somebody there. Zayvon Collins. Xavier, uh, Zayvon Collins, um, Jamin Davis, I think it That's is so, from yeah. Kentucky. Like there's a, there's a lot of guys coming up the board yeah. at linebacker. But uh, I think for now, it was a great conversation. Uh, we are short, shorter on time being Zoom. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. borders aren't open, so we can't get you guys over here. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. Um, yeah, man, for sure. But before we sign off, uh, I'll give you guys both the floor. Let us know. Uh, Ferris, you can go first. Let us know where, if you want anybody to find you, Instagram or something, and go ahead and plug yourself. Uh, no, I'm going to plug you guys. How about that? You guys did an awesome job. We've been following you guys on social media. Um, everything that you guys do, you guys are working hard. Um, I saw your uh, setup the other day, Kyle. I think you posted on Instagram. That's a pretty sweet setup you got going on there, man. It's, it's um, just the beginning, my dude. Yeah, dude. It's honestly, it's awesome. It's good to see. It's good to see you guys doing well. And uh, hope you hope nothing but the best for you guys. And we're really hoping we can see you this summer. Hopefully the borders open up and we can get down there. Dude, I'm hopeful of it. I, I really am. It's been too long. It's been almost two years since I had a drink with you guys. Dude, I know. It's been a while. Crazy. Crazy. Damien, go ahead. Give uh, give yourself some plugs, stuff like that as well. Yeah, I'll give a little bit of plug if you want to follow me on, on the gram. Uh, it's Damien.Luciani1, because I'm the only one, baby, um, <laughs> on Instagram. Also, you can follow my little, uh, my little small town business, you know, support your locals. I know you guys are across the border, but always good to, to pop it up. It's at the platter box at the platter box on Instagram. So, you know, give it a follow. We make uh, custom made charcuterie boards. So it's a little, little side, side gate we got going on. And, I know uh, I follow it. You know, it, baby, I love it. I love this team. <laughs> so yeah, give it a follow, but yeah, huge shout out to you guys and everything you're doing down there. Um, I think you guys are killing it. I love it. I watch it all. Um, hopefully the borders this thing, uh, this summer open up Kyle. I would love nothing more this summer than to come watch you get married. My guy. Um, it'd be so cool. So my fingers are hopeful. They're crossed and hopefully we see you guys soon. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And Kyle, sh- Kyle, shout out your say the date cards. Cause those were, those are sick. Yeah. Man. <laughs> really cool. They took forever to get up there. We were concerned. We thought they got lost in the mail there. Um, but <laughs> all right, guys, just cool, got ours. Like, I, I do. It, it took way too long. Um, all right. So we'll finish this episode out here, guys. So, uh, from Gary and myself, from Ferris and Damien, until next time, you guys keep on looking for those fantasy beasts and we'll tell you exactly where to find them.